there's another world that is parallel yeah, to parallel. Hello and welcome again for a Late Boys edition of uh, Bizarre Cast. This is episode 14. This is take two specifically, and uh, I'm very sad that we somehow lost uh, specifically my audio. We? we, we? My, yeah, we? I, I, I lost somehow specifically my audio, so we're not going to get to have that Spider-Man conversation again. Oh, um, Spider-Man uh, conversation. We talked about Spider-Man that time, and uh, oh, un- unfortunately, uh, I'm on. not going to reuse that topic since we've already talked about it and just can't use what, it. What was my last topic? I can I can go back over it. Uh, Spider-Man. I, it I think it was Spider-Man Two for the Spider-Man Two for the PS2 was the best Spider-Man game or something else. I don't think I brought that up. I think someone else did. But but anyway, uh, I am your apparently very bad editor, Jackson. Um, I am the Pumpkin King, Aaron. I'm your uh, Funko Pop connoisseur, Connor. I am your local hitman, hired specifically to kill your local Funko Pop connoisseur, Connor. (laughs) Zach. Wow. And I'm the one that hired him. (laughs) And Jackson's the one that supplies me with the Funko Pops. I'd like to ask the hitman uh, about something that happened earlier today. He, for context, he sent us a video in a group me that was just a recording of himself blowing smoke out of his nose and said, gotta have that vape. Wait, so, this in the, wait, this was in the group me? Yes. All right, give me one second to go open this room. Okay, well, exactly. why Connor's doing that? Enlighten us. Uh, the context was I was eating cereal. Uh, that's, that's the context. Cereal. Made you vape out of your nose. What what cereal made you vape? Was it uh, was it Frosted Flakes, perhaps? It was cereal dipped in uh, liquid nitrogen. Okay. <laughs> what? Why? Because it, it's a thing. It's a thing that they had at the mall. It's a little weird, fun treat. Mm. Are you sure? Because I've never heard of this before. Um, we did it in science class once, but it wasn't cereal. It was like a hot dog or something. Aaron, I have a question. A hot dog? That would be a lot worse. Um, it was, it was some food. I can't remember what it was. This was like junior year of high school. It you know, was it was, it was that time in Pea Ridge that I have since repressed from all memory. <laughs> yeah, it was that time in Pepperidge Farm. Uh. Liquid nitrogen is dry ice, isn't it? Yeah. Or am I getting that confused? Uh, I think. I don't know. It can be. I think uh, dry ice is um, a frozen... Is it Liquid nitrogen, right? Uh, I think it's... We're a scientist, carbon? right? Hold I'm on. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I, I remember out. very little. Let me open Bing.com. Hold on. Who uses Bing? <laughs> it was uh, a joke. <clears throat> Dry ice. Which, no, I don't want, I don't uh, want dry ice stores. Today's, today's Bizarre Cast has been brought to you by Bing. Bing, because you know you want to use it. 
Yeah, I heard somewhere that uh, a statistic that the most the most common search on Bing.com was uh, how to install Google Chrome. That's like, let's, honestly, if that's not the most depressing thing I've heard in a while that I don't know. If, if I was the Bing CEO, I'd probably be crying right now. Well, Bing is owned by Yahoo, I'm pretty sure. And Yahoo's the, doing pretty well for themselves. That was the Yahoo. That I thought was it was the owned Bing, by Microsoft. Bing executive at Yahoo. Yeah, I'd Bing's Microsoft. Oh, well, oh. I'm talking out of my ass, apparently. Well, so. I mean, I guess, I mean, Microsoft has more than enough things to cry about. Yeah. Either way, Microsoft is doing pretty well for themselves. Like their shitty consoles. I went there. Boy! Wow, Aaron, I wasn't going to say it. I was just going to think it. Listen, I was a die-hard Xbox 360 fan, and still am. I think it's the superior console for that generation. Xbox One, not so much. But Yeah. I mean, like, we can all agree the PS2 was better than the original Xbox, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos has surpassed Bill Gates as the richest man in America. Who's Jeff Bezos? He's the Amazon fuckface. Oh. Yeah. Excuse me, the Amazon uh, CEO. The one that doesn't pay his workers? Online book yes. dad. <laughs> the one who doesn't pay them he gives them no all right well before we all get killed and um <laughs> before ambiguous... jeff bezos sends sends the pop funko the drone into my house yeah oh, God. okay since we wanted to keep this under an hour i guess we should start our topics for today who wants to go first you well usually we start with you with a nice natural smooth transition that goes a little something like this I'm sorry. I think my ears started bleeding a little bit from that. Could you um, could you repeat that? Um, okay. Um, sorry. The, the, the blood's getting all over the place. Uh, it's a little, it's a little distracting. Um, so, fuck. I don't have a good intro for this. Okay. Um, have you guys read any interesting fantasy books recently? Recently, I've been reading school books. So no. Books. Yes, Zach. Books. I mean, I mean, Jackson read Blade Runner, Blade Runner, right? Yeah, well, that's and, science fiction. I mean, okay. okay. To be fair, they're apparently merged now. If you ask any library, I don't know why, but science they are. fantasy. Yeah, like literally, um, you'll find Star Wars books next to the Tolkien. They're all they're all labeled fantasy now. I don't I don't know why that happened, but I I can kind of see it, but still. I mean, like it's both. I think like, in the case of Star Wars, it's appropriate. Yeah, I mean, they're both like. Like, at least with science fiction, like, like usually the world that they're in, even if it is Earth, is so, like, distorted and advanced with, like, the scientific progress that you could almost view it in the same lens that one would view a fantasy world. The point is, if you go to a library and you find, and you look at the genre of fiction, um, there's no science fic- there's no sci-fi, it's just fantasy. Um, this is not what I want to talk about, but, um, so I asked this because, um, did any of you ever read um, the Children of the Red King series? Never heard of it. Um, also, maybe known as Charlie Bone. Oh yeah, I read uh, at least a couple of those books. I think the, when I was in uh, middle school. The uh, the, the not Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember anything about it except um, that the the name of the protagonist was dumb. But uh, how was Charlie Bone dumb? You've said it twice now, and you can't figure that out. Listen, just because we're all immature and immediately think that the word bone does not mean that it was a bad name at the time. Uh, Let's see, in the first novel, 10-year-old Charlie Bone. That's his fucking name, Charlie. Yeah. 
Oh, you think that's name? Your name is crazy. She is relatives. The U beans. <laughs> oh yeah, this is all coming back to me now. All right. So, um, brief summary. It's basically Harry Potter, but less focused on magic and just the supernatural in general. So the whole um, premise, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is that <clears throat> the, uh, magic basically exists in this world, but um, most of the time it's um, it uh, shows itself in terms of specific powers in uh, certain families because uh, a long time ago, a, uh, a man known as the Red King basically had all the magic in the world and then had a bunch of... Uh, children and each of his children inherited a portion of his power and all those children had descendants and so um all these descendants have like small quirky little magical abilities and uh charlie bone the main protagonist comes from a family of these uh descendants and is capable of basically well it starts out as him being able to hear and see people in photographs but then he can later uh uh, actually go into them mentally and then he has a bunch of friends that can do stuff like one's basically the god of thunder another one can summon um and the spirit of his ancestors to fight for him another one can okay, talk to like huh? real quick when you said he could summon you paused when you were saying ancestors and it sounded like you said he can summon ant and i thought you were gonna say he can summon ants yes ant man is one of them <laughs> paul rudd is is one of these children Amazing. That's 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 Ant Man's origin story, right? No, I mean, um, this is a weirdly specific series of novels. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was it was it was a fun uh, young adult novel, uh, novels because there's like eight of them. Yeah, it is kind of like a would it, would it would it be classified as young adult if they were like really young kids? I mean, they were in like middle school. I'm pretty sure because they they went to like this academy run by some evil uh, ev- some evil descendants of the Red King who all try to use their power to like um just get more money control the world and all that jazz um nothing i mean at the end yeah but uh i mean there was a lot of cool stuff to it you had like immortal cats that were once leopards that could create fire you had a dude that could talk to animals you had a dude that um freaking i don't know there's a lot of stuff there his uncle could like was an energizer so basically anything that made electricity he could overcharge and blow up so like not all of them are uh like super good it's like quirks from my hero academia but uh magic instead of just actual natural man there's not a lot to discuss because no one knows anything about this so i i I remember very small details from uh some but like i don't know i remember one scene specifically i think where and this is a long time ago since I've read these. It's been a long time since I've read these books, but I don't know. For some reason, there's one scene that sticks out in my mind where, like, his uncle is, like, getting a midnight snack, and he finds... I don't know. I don't know any other details aside from remembering that specific scene, but... Uh, I mean, at the end of the book, his uncle, like, terrorizes the school because the... The owners of it kidnapped a girl when she was little and have basically kept her secluded from her actual family for 10 plus years. And his uncle's like, yeah, that's not happening anymore. And just goes to the school and starts blowing up all the lights until they uh, give him the her birth certificate or something. And that's the origin story of uh, Brave, right? What was the name of that Disney movie? Tangled? Yeah, that's the origin story of Tangled, right? Sure. 
girl, girl uh, trapped in a tent. That, that girl could turn into birds, specifically, <laughs> later on. Impressive. Oh, yeah, because the, uh, the school they go to is this weird academy um, where you're, it's for gifted children, quote-unquote. So uh, it has three main disciplines of music, art, and theater. But then if you're magically endowed, as they would call it, uh, you also have to go there. So you're under the supervision of others who know what the heck's going on, but they're all they're all jerk adults, yeah. most of them anyways. I didn't um, read a lot a lot of young adult like novels that were like I guess like I guess pop culture icons now like nowadays. Like I didn't read Harry Potter. I didn't read uh And I didn't read Harry Potter until I was till well, like four I read, years like, ago. What? So I didn't even read Harry Potter until about four years ago. So yeah, like I didn't read. I read. Well, I, read I read the shitty I read, one. I think I read half of the first Hunger Games book. I then got extremely bored. Yeah. And I watched the first movie. And uh, then you got extremely bored. Okay. Well, like the when I was under the impression of what Hunger Games was, I was under the impression that like the story, like not long after the story would start. They would be in the arena fighting. The first half of the book is literally just them getting to the arena, and like, like it's not to say that that part was boring, but it's more like, like I was constantly waiting for them to get into the arena and beat the shit out of each other. But it took like half the book to get there, so I thought the pacing was the pacing did not work for me. Well, the like, whole point of the book is to show you how terrible that the, it is that this they live in the society that makes 24 children get into an arena and yeah. kill each other. I mean, I understand that, and I'm not saying that like that's a problem with the book. Like, I think it's good that they have all the information in the beginning. It's just <laughs> I'm not that saying that's a of problem for, that they do that. Yeah, like, I'm, like, this is more of a personal problem. I'm not saying the book is bad. I'm saying, like, the pacing for me, I was just like... <sighs> All right, I get it. The society lives in the society they live in is fucked up. I just want to see kids beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like in my D and D campaign where I just kept saying how shitty the town is, and you guys were like, "We get it. It's we shitty. We get it. We get it. Aaron. We get it. It's everyone, a shitty town. We get it. Everyone the, the ogre is strong. It's ripping people in half. Just get to the fight." I'm like, "Okay, fine, fine." We get it. This woman isn't a witch. We're gonna make her fly anyway. <laughs> hey, I didn't make her fly. You did that. Yes, yes, we did. Oh, we needed we need to talk about that one day. Um, but yeah, so I don't know that that's that's what I had. I thought that would go on longer, but there was no no one to really talk to about that. All right. I mean, so, like, the only young adult novel I really read as a kid was the the Skinjacker trilogy, which I'm sure I've talked to some of you about before. I read I read two of them. I don't yeah, think I, think I, I recall even... you saying you weren't that particularly like a fan of them i i read the first one i thought it was interesting and then um i didn't even get halfway through the second one because there was a lot of there was a lot of like teen drama which for a young adult that's yeah. common but it's like these are dead kids why yeah. are they still hormonal i guess in a way okay i don't well, know yeah like there is like some like some not necessarily love triangles but there are like some romance going on as in like there are multiple different characters who like were developing feelings for each other which I know that's like a stigma that, or like a stereotype that a lot of young adult novels have. Like, like they always have like some form of relationship in them. I don't necessarily think it's always a bad thing. Like, well, I think it was interesting for this because, like, in some young adult novels, it's like a lot of them are literally just like set in the real world and then 
kids get involved in romance. Well, granted, this was still the the real world, but like a sort of distorted like afterlife version of it. Like that doesn't mean the kids wouldn't still be having like they wouldn't want to still be in relationships. Like it makes sense that they would still want to have relationships. It, it's just like, oh hey, we're dead, but I'm still gonna be like awkward to people. I'm like you, you, you're dead. The whole man, I'd rather die than talk to this person. No longer applies. You are already dead. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a point. Yeah, oh my for, for people who don't know, the general setting of the Skinjacker trilogy is uh, there's another world that is parallel yeah, to... Parallel? I'm sorry, I, I, I kid you not, that is one of the words I have never been able to pronounce correctly. Uh, oh yeah, like Jackson yeah, and Turret. Parallel. You, excuse me, okay. you you said it right for the this time, but Aaron has a storied history of pronouncing the word turret as if there is an N in it, so he pronounces it turrent. Recently, yeah. he How has actually started to pronounce the word correctly, believe it or not, okay. but up until recently, he always said turrent. Yeah, you know how you're supposed to say it. Oh my oh god. god. Okay, listen, we can we're, we can we can We're all saying fights. the same thing. Listen, we could have fights about pronunciation of words uh, Pro- later on. Pronunciations. About pro- pronunciations later. Pro- but uh the the general setting of the Skinjacker trilogy is there's a another there's like another version of Earth that's exactly the same as it. It's uh, the afterlife. Like, it's the afterlife, but Yeah, for... it's like the afterlife, but it, it takes place on Earth and like certain things like that uh like have died like in the real world carry over in this world like i think at the first book one of the main locations to it is at the the twin towers because the way the book explains it is like if there is a building or like some entity that had enough of a like emotional connect or like large importance centered around it it gets carried over into this world so is the twin towers in the oh do they have a word for the world they were in uh, it was called Ever Lost because the first yeah. book is Ever Lost, then it's Ever Found, Ever Found, and then Ever Wild. Something yeah, I like think you're, I think that's right. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was the only like, I mean that and one other one, but I, that was thought, the main like young adult book I, thought, I read as a kid. I think you're partially right. I know that if uh, if something dies, where that thing dies becomes a spot. Uh, yeah like there are land. things called dead spots so like if something dies in a like for example if one of the people who died in the you know if someone died then the spot where they died at would carry over into ever lost and it would be a dead spot because the one of the other rules is uh when you're walking around in ever lost if you're not on a dead spot you slowly start to sink into the ground so you have to be constantly moving unless you're in a dead like a dead spot or a dead location yeah, and so like Civil War battlegrounds are like super. Yes, important. yeah. There was yeah Civil War battlegrounds. Player like, unknown battlegrounds. <laughs> Player unknown battlegrounds. Interesting, but um. Yeah, I didn't read a lot of young adult books other than like that. What I wasn't one of the the Hunger Games or Harry Potter kids. My sister was a Harry Potter fan for sure. Um, but I think I think that's enough of that. Jackson, what is your topic that we get to discuss today on this beautiful day? Is this the real? I've read books. Is too. this just copyright strike? I think you can horribly sing three seconds of a song and not. Run in a landslide. <laughs> All right, Goofy. 
Cause yeah, I was I was kind of waxing goofy there for a second. Whoops. Make sure, remind me to never do that again in the were, future. So you were waxing goofy and not waning goofy? Hey, astronomy joke. No one's going to get that. I no, got I, it. I understood. I, understood. I, I know what waxing and waning means. Jackson, were you full mooning goofy? Let's, can we not? Can we like can we backpedal from this conversation? <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> okay. All right, Jackson, talk about uh, Freddie Mercury and how much you love him. Uh, so, me and Connor and a mutual friend of ours, Lorena, who we will probably never manage to drag on this podcast uh, unless we actually put a mic in front of her and do everything <laughs> while for she's her. at work. While she is at work, uh, we went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody, which should still be in theaters by the time this comes up. Uh, <laughs> Assuming that it does actually come out a week from the day that we're recording this. And unless you are not, unless you've lived under a rock for your entire life, like uh, the, name of Bo- the, the name of the movie Bohemian Rhapsody is uh, one of Queen's, if not the most popular song by the 70s and 80s uh, rock band Queen. And its main singer, Freddie Mercury, is the main character of the movie and it is the life and times mostly of him it is the life and times mostly of him he is our protagonist uh and one of one of my minor complaints about the movie is that the other members of queen just kind of feel like they're dudes who show up occasionally at important parts yeah there was that dude who was like there was that one dude who literally i feel like at one scene in the movie he just appeared and he was a part of the band okay but did they die though spoilers i guess i don't know i mean i mean this is based on real history so yeah freddie dies at the end of the movie yeah that's Uh, not not at the exact end freddie dies but the rest of them don't as far as i'm aware right yeah i don't know the rest of them are still alive so then yeah that's probably why part of part of what makes him so legendary is the fact that he tragically died i guess they're evades of AIDS. Well, yes. uh, I looked it up. It's specifically bronca pneumonia as yeah. a result of AIDS. But um, anyway, uh, Freddie is was was the band's lead singer. He is played in the movie by Rami Malek, who does an excellent job, if I should say so. He has a I... very electrifying Freddie, uh, and it's obvious from the start of the movie that Freddie is gay, and he just doesn't know it yet. Yes, uh, but we know they're... it before he does. I think this. <laughs> yeah. We we really do like. Are, there's are a we Tumblr? Like, sorry, go ahead. He he's famously gay. Like, uh, halfway through the movie, he has a serious conversation with his girlfriend at the time. Is like, Mary, I think I'm bisexual. And she's like, Freddie, you're gay. He's just he <laughs> looks so like dumbstruck. He's just like, uh, uh, okay. Do you say so? He yes. he does look incredibly dumbstruck. <laughs> he's but, just um, like, shit, I didn't figure that out. Anyway, it's. Like I said, it's a movie mostly about uh, his career and life, uh, his influence on the world of music, uh, just Queen as a band coming together to make these excellent songs, their their arguments, their struggles, their creative differences, and it all comes up to the Live Aid concert in 1985. Uh, Freddie died in 91, like I said, as a result of AIDS, but uh, it's he really was an, an incredible person, an amazing musician, he put like heart and soul into music that like I have personally never seen any other musician do. And other and than it's a, one of the reasons that Queen is like yeah. my favorite band of all time. Hey, have you, have you not heard mustache. any of SpongeBob's musical numbers? <laughs> I'm just saying, like the yeah, Jackson. Queen is good, but 
but Goofy, Goofy Goober Goober Rock? is a bop. But Goofy like, Goober is a bop. <laughs> by the way, that song at <laughs> that song at the end of uh, the SpongeBob movie is a cover of an existing song. I hope you'll know that. Like the lyrics are different. It's so it's a parody technically, but it's it's a cover of I Wanna Rock. Okay. So then that that is true. But you cannot deny that the Bubble Bowl song played is truly a masterpiece that has not been able to rep- be replicated to this day. And I've looked it up. It's it's an original work. It is not a parody. Is it how you say a bop? No, that's just a straight up banger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jackson, Queen's good, but uh, it's the best day ever by Spongebob. Is No, no, no. Gary Come Home by far. <laughs> That song will rip you to pieces. That song is an emotional, uh, triumphant piece of... But in all seriousness, uh, I I love Queen. I might have a biased opinion because I... Or rather, what I meant to say is I love Bohemian Rhapsody as a movie. I may have a biased opinion because I love Queen, but I think it's a great movie. I... I have some str- I have some fair criticisms I think though like it, the way the movie treats his sexuality a little bit is like it doesn't know whether it wants to praise his flamboyance or if it wants to like sometimes vilify like he has this perceived promiscuity I believe is the word where yeah, like I heard that. people Zach. are constantly what's that I heard Zach <laughs> <laughs> we heard we heard hey, Zach you've been awfully it. quiet yeah, Zach, what are you doing? I don't know anything about Queen except uh, except music is a thing. Okay, well, what about what about the Charlie Bone series? What about what about that? You didn't I also don't that. know anything Zach about that. Well, you just don't know shit, do you? Apparently, I don't. Zach doesn't know how to read. Anything. He only knows how to play video games. What's a video game? Zach just. Like just, I guess, life revolved around Metal Gear for the first 20 years of his life until he found JoJo. Yeah. I didn't get into Metal Gear until after JoJo. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but, uh, Jackson, what are your other criticisms of the... Uh, the movie, the way the plot is structured feels, especially in the first 20-so minutes of the movie, feels a little bit jumpy. Like, uh... Yeah. It, it seems to go from a major plot point and it's like yeah and let's jump to this next plot point that takes place like five months later and you're like uh oh okay what uh so so yeah it i kind of get the sense that somebody read a history summary of oh queen especially early on and was like all right we got a lot of different things to cover here uh we'll devote about three minutes to that three minutes to that uh then we get to the meat of the movie yeah Uh, that being said i i think it all pays off. Connor, what what did you think about it? Uh, well, just really quickly about what you just said about it skipping to certain parts. I mean, like there is something that could be said about how I think it sucks that 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 when movies are being made, like they usually have to stick to a strict like uh, amount of time that the movie can go on. Like I feel like it would be better if movies had yeah. the, the complete creative freedom to be as long as they want. Uh, That's one thing do. that always makes me mad is when people, like, like I see criticisms of movies where it's like, oh, hey, this was too long, or this part dragged on too far. It's like, did you like the movie? Yeah, I really liked it. What's your only complaint? Oh, it was too long. So you really liked it, but you didn't like it enough to want more of it, apparently. No, like, I, I don't get that. There's, there are definitely like, movies times. Movies can have slow parts, but... Yeah, th- 
it's not even slow. There are times where a scene is just too long. There's yeah. too much of a lull. Well, I mean, if, is, that a, is that a problem with the movie itself being too long or like certain individual scenes being Individual long? scenes, but the fact is yeah. you can cut those scenes out and cut the movie time. Because if a scene drags on, it it really affects you. It's like, man, this has gone on for yeah. a while and this needs to be shortened or cut. Yeah, like, I feel like if a movie is going to be long, it should like like long. It should not be because individual scenes are too long. It should just be they have a lot of scenes. And stuff. It's like it's like Infinity War. Infinity War is a two and a half hour movie, but there is hardly any dips. It's just back to back to back. And normally you don't do it that way because you want some. I mean, there are a few dips, but they're like five minutes apart, and the whole movie is just going full throttle. So it doesn't feel long because there's enough to keep you engaged throughout. But that being said, you need to be able to pace <laughs> that, it out well that, enough. That, that being said, it's also part one of two. Yeah. So I guess the alternative would, would be to have a five-hour-long movie. one giant five-hour movie, which yeah. I think would be better. I mean, I mean, actually, no. Actually, I will say, I think there is a point where a movie shouldn't or should just stop. I would, I would honestly say mm, three and a half hours is, would be the breaking point for me. God. I'm being kind of generous, but if a movie went on for longer than that, I would probably get up and leave. Oh, it's like it's like a resurgence in um, because like back in the 1800s or whatever, um, when people went out to operas and stuff or plays, they went out for the evening, like four yeah. to five hours of just that crap, and yeah. and that's that's all you did for the night. So it, we could just be experiencing a resurgence of that. That being said, um. Crap, what are we talking about? Bohemian Rhapsody that I haven't yeah. seen? Yeah. Okay. How long was that movie? I think it was... Probably two hours. Most yeah. movies I th- are... I think it was just about two hours, yes. Yeah, we, movies that seem to have um, yeah. gradually gone up from the average of an hour and a half to two. Unless they're animated, in which case they're usually closer to that. Yeah. I, but I, I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody a lot. I mean, Jack said you definitely enjoy Queen much more than I do, but I still... Uh, I still enjoyed it. I liked learning and knowing more about Freddie Mercury. And like, I think the part I enjoyed the most is that they actually like focused on his sexuality and weren't just like, Oh yeah, he's gay. Like they actually like a big part of the movie was actually about like his identity. And it was like, like, like they, they couldn't make the movie and separate him from his identity. Like, they made that a part of it, which I think is good, because I feel like there's definitely a lot of instances where things like that could, like, easily be erased by whoever is directing the movie or so forth. So I'm glad they, like, actually made it a part of the movie. Even if at some points it felt kind of weird. I mean, okay, let me, let me put it this way. I don't think it was weird, but I, I think... The, the scene you mentioned where he goes, Mary, I, I'm bisexual, she says, Freddie, you're gay. I feel like that kind of took away from how serious it was for, for a brief second. Because <laughs> I just found that line to be, like, personally, I just found that interaction to be hilarious. It, it was a pretty serious scene, especially, like, right after he shows uh, Mary this this recording of a live concert where... Uh, he starts to sing Love of My Life, which he wrote specifically with her in mind. Yeah. And then as he goes to sing it, the entire crowd uh, starts singing instead. And he just lets them go for like a whole minute. And he he, he is uh, emotionally overwhelmed and just l- lets the crowd sing it. And eventually he comes in and they sing it together. So yeah, so yeah it, it's kind of 
weird coming. I, I guess the idea was to get a point across of how how distraught uh, Mary was in that scene. Yeah, I can understand that. And when you take it out of context, yes, it is a funny statement. But it, in the scene itself, it's it's actually yeah. pretty serious. But yeah, I I would say I definitely enjoy the movie. I I certainly want to go see Rocket Man as well. Me about too. Elton, about Elton John. Uh, uh, another another powerful gay rock star. When that comes out. Hey, so when are we when are we gonna get Bowling for Soup a movie? Yeah, that's that's one brief thing I wanted to talk about is Bowling if, for Soup. Like like oh no. What like Aaron, what what band or not necessarily it wouldn't even have to be a band, what person would you have to would there have to be a biographical film like like what? Who would it have to be for you to go see a movie about that? Them, Jackie Chan. Film? Yeah, Heck, like, I'd see that honestly. What Jackie Chan? Yeah, I mean that's just called the Karate Kid, right? That feels slightly uh, racist, but um... yeah. Okay, listen. No, I no, just, Jackie, I, listen, Jackie Chan. No, no, Jackie Chan yeah, was, was Jackie Chan in the was remake in of the, the Karate Kid, the one of Jaden Smith, right? Yeah. No, no, Connor. That, that movie d- doesn't exist. I don't well, know what you're I talking. I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Okay, well, um, I was referring to that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry of what I said. Like, came I'm gonna pick a movie as, for came off as being racist. I was referring to that movie where he was literally in the movie. It just seems like if you're gonna pick a movie that's that has Jackie Chan and he's not even like the star, he's like a co-star. Uh, like, pick something that he's like more well known for, like Shanghai Nights or um. Rush Hour, but those are all where he's like a again I'm sorry, a co-star. I'm sorry, I just I just immediately thought of Jaden like, Smith. Like that is by far not his most well-known work. Um, Isn't there one that came out recently where it's like basically Jackie Chan except it's Taken? Yeah, I heard it wasn't good. Um, I mean, oh well. My uh, phone vibrate. Who, who would it have to I be? Would, I would watch a movie so like I would watch a ten-hour movie about Jackie Chan. Has there been a Bruce Lee movie? Pro- I think there there have been Bruce Lee movies. Do you mean like a movie about <laughs> Bruce Lee's life? Like yeah, what do you ab- about? Yes, about. Oh, uh, I think there has. Uh, that that's the name of the movie, Bruce Life. <laughs> Bruce Life. Br- Bruce Almighty. It's just it's just Bruce Lee. Life of Bruce. Life of Bruce. Okay, I, I got nothing. Uh, like Connor, are you asking like musically or just in general, like well, I mean, a person. I guess in general, but I guess also like musically. Like what? Like my thought was of uh, if there was a, a movie about uh, bare, like, bare naked ladies. There's just there's not there's not just any band that I have any super personal attachment to. Is the thing. Yeah, it's just one week by bare naked ladies. Yeah, it's it's, it's just that. Um, <laughs> there's a movie about that song in particular. I honestly, I cannot think of a single band that I like that's popular enough to warrant or even be capable of sustaining a movie. Like, recently, I would say Mumford & Sons, but, like, eh. Jackson, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no. Bohemian Rhapsody is a good movie. Go see it. Okay. Uh, who's I, next? Connor? See, uh, Rocket Man. Yeah. Uh... Also, since it's getting close to Christmas time, go see Muppets Christmas Carol. It's not in theaters, but you should go and watch it anyways because it's a really good movie and they're, uh, Rizzo and Gonzo are hilarious. Just saying. Gonzo? I, I only know about Gonzo. Gonzo's the 
blue guy with the large nose. I only know about Gunzo. Gonzo with guns for hands. Uh, <laughs> why must so, Why must you take my childhood and make it? I, listen, I I saw a picture of that a long time ago on Tumblr about Gunzo. It's like it's like the Simpsons meme. It's like why must you make my office a house of lies? God. Uh. Hmm. Well, I had uh, two things. Well, I guess I I thought of something else to talk about. Uh, really quickly, I want to. Uh, normally, whenever we have a segment of the podcast where someone is uh, complaining, it's usually Aaron's uh, topic. So, I think I'll take the... Aaron, am I wrong? I mean, I don't think I complain that much during my topics, because they're usually about something I like. I but, mean, you uh, had one topic where you... You had one day where you literally talked about how much you hated Bakugo for like almost a full like 20 minutes. Yeah, because I... <laughs> My, back then, I was like, "All right, something controversial I can say." Uh, Bakugo sucks. Yeah. Aaron, nice. I want to remind you that this is coming off the heels of uh, last episode, where you literally, for about twenty minutes straight, complained about the weather. <laughs> I don't think that was last episode, Jackson. It was. It was it, at some point. Sequentially, yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> listen. I'm, let me put it this way: I'm not judging you, Aaron. You are. You are fully allowed to complain as much as you want. I'm just saying I will be taking that role uh, today. Listen. I think I I think I am in the right when I say about the weather. Oh oh, you definitely are. You just felt so heated about it. That episode hasn't even come out yet. Okay, but whatever. Uh, keep going. So, uh, recently I had to register for classes uh, for spring of 2019, and uh, I am an anthropology an- anthro anthropology major. For now, and in my Major, there are five <laughs> classes I have to take. Aaron, what that did sounds you say? like a threat? What did you say, Aaron? I didn't hear you. You want to say that for the class, Aaron? Oh uh, no, you can you can hear it when this podcast becomes live. Bold of you to assume I will listen to the podcast once we release it. Uh, I'm sure someone will message you eventually about my uh, threat your, to you. Your threat, yeah. Uh, I'll call it that. But point is. There are five classes you have to take in the major that are, like, major-specific classes. There's Introduction to Anthropology, Social Statistics, Qualitative Research Methods, uh, Anthropological Theory, and the Seminar Course. Well, uh, Social Statistics is a math class, and as uh, I would assume, at least a few of you know, uh, I hate math with every fiber of my being, and I'm terrible at it, and I'm completely unmotivated when I took it. So needless to say, uh, my dumbass failed social statistics when I took it the first time. So I was under the impression after I failed it that I would not be able to take research, uh, the, the two classes in the major I'm taking now, which are research methods and anthropological theory. But I was able to take them, so I'm like, okay, uh, guess I'll just take that class over again last time and I'll be fine. Well, I went to register and I was looking at my classes and I realized that the seminar class one of the prerequisites is the social statistics class. So I was like, oh, uh, that's great, because that class is only held every fall. So, uh, <laughs> not, not every fall. It's only held every spring. So if I wasn't able to get it this spring, I'd have to wait another year. Yeah, that's So nice. I, was like, I was like, okay, I am going to be able to take this class. All I have to do is take social statistics at the same time, which I don't even know if it's possible. So... I basically sat down with my advisor, who recently 
because of some like logistical reasons, he only recently started getting advisees. So he only became an advisor recently. So he has like eight advisees. So like he's still in the process of learning how to do this. So I explained the situation to him and he was like also somewhat confused, but we basically, we got it to work out in the end, but basically what I've heard and it's confusing to me, but the best way to explain it is if you go and you like look up the like anthrop anthropology like uh, like notes or guidelines or whatever for what classes you have to take and the prerequisites and everything, uh, it shows that the social statistics class is a prerequisite for seminar, but in practice, the only real prerequisite is the anthropological theory class. So the head of the department was basically like, yeah, you can still take the seminar course. Uh, <laughs> like, so like I was basically stressed out, but apparently I'll still be able to take it. If anything, I might have to take a substitute class in place of social statistics because a weird thing that my college does is since I failed that class, but I've already continued with the major, I there's a possibility that I'm not allowed to go back and take that class again and replace the F I got in it, which is weird and hard to explain and hard for me to understand. Uh, but the, the, the point of this discussion is uh, <laughs> registering for classes is way more difficult than it should be. Yeah, could, could you not have taken it as a co-requisite with the seminar i mean as far as i i'm able to understand i would theoretically be able to take the social statistics class and seminar together but the other issue that came out of this was since i took that class once and failed it but i've already continued with the major specific classes there's a possibility that i can't take social statistics because i've kind of already continued along in the major and passed over that class so if anything, I'll just have to take like a, like a, because like that social statistics class is technically a sociology class. If anything, I'll just have to take a math class, like a full-blown math class about statistics, which I guess wouldn't be the end of the world. I just, like, and I, I know I brought this problem upon myself from failing the class. It's just, I fucking hate math so much. <laughs> I am terrible at it. Like, I mean, let me put it this way. I'm not terrible at math. If I'm if it's if I'm motivated in it, which almost never happens because I, I just uh, <laughs> Connor, I'm you, not a math person. You truly <laughs> have brought this upon yourself because I'm. Yeah, I, uh, I did bring this upon himself. So, so I'm 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 the only one to blame. But there's also like weird, like systems and like things set up in the like program it in the school that just make things even more difficult because like apparently people have had this problem that i'm having right now they've had it before like this is a problem other people have had with like some like i think some people have had to drop social statistics and they weren't able to go back and and retake the class because they dropped it so they had to take like another math class in like place of it or something i don't know it's moral of the story registration is confusing and yeah. <laughs> School's rough, boys. Yeah. Yeah. I am apparently the only person I know who is like doesn't stress out too much about uh registering for classes. Oh. 
I was going to say, Zach seemed to have the time of his freaking life when he yeah, was a young lad. I, I spent, like, so much time um, preparing for registering for classes so I could have, like, the perfect schedule every semester. I think, hmm, probably for, like, two years straight, I did not have a class before 11. It was It was very nice. I would love to know what he said morning classes altogether. Like I, I have 9am classes and I had 8am classes last semester. So maybe it would behoove me to get in there a little bit earlier and not have to take incredibly early classes. AM's, I can actually wake up at a reasonable time. 8am's definitely suck, but I don't know. I like having morning classes just cause I typically like to structure my day, um, as a typical school day, as a traditional, um, American public school day in which I just have my like four classes back to back and then uh, get those out of the way. Then I have then I get out like at two and I have the rest of the day to do whatever the hell I want. So I don't know. I guess it's just I'm a late night boy. Yeah, I know. I was up till 8 a.m. last night. Doing what? Uh, It was actually doing work stuff. I um was applying for Jet. Like, it got to the point where, like, oh, hey, I need to do this thing on my computer by the 17th. It's the weekend. I'm stressed about it. I'm not going to sleep well because of this. You know what? I'm just going to stay up all night doing it. Teach their own. Huh. Oh. I don't like to procrastinate as much as I can from time to time. So, Zach, what do you like to do? And more specifically, what is your topic about today? My topic? Boy, it's it's Cowboy Week! Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. All right, okay, well, while you actually, guys talk about Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, I'm just going to go take a shit or something. I don't know. Actually, I, w- I wish to talk about Cowboys as well. So let's, 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 get, let's get into this. Let's... All right. Uh, mainly, I'd like, I, I do want to talk about Red Dead because I'm enjoying it and it's really fun, but... It's just, there's so many good things about, like, just the the detail in the game is just very, very fun and enjoyable. I know, that, that fully rendered cow, not cow, fully rendered horse penis is really... Yeah, uh, is that apparently, yes. apparently if, uh, if it's cold out, the, the horse testicles shrink. Their testicles is... either shrink or increase in size, depending on the temperature. Yeah. That's attention yeah. to detail. If it's cold outside, they shouldn't be increasing. <laughs> yeah, they're shrinking. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, the when, idea. Yeah, when the temperature drops, the horse gets a hard on. Which, it's... <laughs> it's unfortunate with that fact, because, uh... I, I cast exclusively... episode 14, part 2, Horse Penis. That, that's the title. No, it's not. It's, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not. Because I specifically, uh, will only be wanting to, to have male horses because of the way Arthur Morgan says boy what do you say if it's, it's just, a female it's, uh, it's like that's alright girl <laughs> but when it says it's just that's, all right. that's it boy come on boy sounds like Kratos he's <laughs> so good I actually I saw a meme on the subreddit where it was a uh, 
like the the Drake one. It was Kratos saying "boy," and, or no, no, sorry. It was a uh, it was uh, his son from whatever the newest God of War game is, and that was like Drake like pointing away with a no, and then he was smiling at a horse. Except he had a cowboy hat on. <laughs> Except he had a cowboy hat. Oh god. My horse in Breath of the good. Wild was named Boris. <laughs> my horse is named Moon Roach. Uh, I remember my family used to have two horses, and then one died. Then I think we sold the other. Damn, pour one out for Aaron's horse. Yeah, I think they were named Rose and Brooke. Uh, one was the mother, one was the daughter. I couldn't tell you which was which. Who, who died first? Uh, I, I assume I'm the mother. Guess the mother. Yeah. But I, I know, like at a point, I knew the name of who died first. I just can't remember which one was which. Yeah. Um. Why did we have horses? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we live in in the south, so it's not. Like I lived in Benton. Like, I we we weren't we didn't have a farm. I don't know why we had but it horses. Is in your fucking backyard? Huh? But it is in your backyard? I don't... Yeah, we had we had a couple acres backyard, I guess. It was just trees. Okay, well, if it, it was a couple acres, that makes sense. I, guess. I think. I don't know. I was I was four. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen mo- one... I mean, like, my aunt has a one-acre backyard, and it's a decent size, but if you have, like, two acres, that should be good enough for at least two horses. If, if you live in central Arkansas, Benton and or Bryant would be the place to keep your horses. Yeah. Or Fayetteville. Or Jonesboro. Every time I go and visit my grandmother during the uh, during uh, when, uh, Christmas, there's like, she lives in like a, a condo or whatever the hell it is. And there's like... A condominium. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Point is, there's like a horse in like the yard behind hers just chilling you just be chilling over all right zach was that all you want to talk about was just the horse uh the horse. <laughs> no but it was a very good <laughs> there's there's so many so many things to talk about but like uh just details in video games now like i don't know i don't want to talk about video games constantly but do you, are you trying to say you want to talk about how like some some games like they take like way specifically too many, they like take what way are... too many steps to be realistic? Uh no, it was more along the lines of like what's everybody's like favorite stupid little thing that's like completely unnecessary but you can do in a video game? Like picking up like the dogs and walking around with them in like Twilight Princess or stuff like that, like uh, little tiny little. My my things thing, you can do. I wouldn't call it a tiny thing, but mine has to at least off the top of my head, hands down, has to be uh, that in Spyro the Dragon there are literally levels where you can skateboard. <laughs> like that's it, just like you know, you're a dragon running around, headbutt things, rude fire. But you can just you can just ride a skateboard, and I want you guys to know that uh, in the originals there were like leaderboards against like yourself, and I'm working under the assumption that there will be leaderboards in the remastered version, and possibly online leaderboards for like how many how many points can you get in like a set time period. There might be a time where I'm like, well, I like religiously try to 
get the high score in skateboarding. <laughs> is that game out yet? The Spyro trilogy? Uh, it comes out, I want to say the 14th. It comes out literally like the day after or the day before Fallout 76. Which sucks because I want to play both of them endlessly. Do you know if the... I can literally check myself like right now, but if the um, the beta's back up, because I have the beta, but when I installed it, like the day I actually had it up and running, it wasn't open anymore. I, I don't know because I haven't played the beta because as far as I know, you need like... You either need a beta key or you and you get that from like pre-ordering the game. Uh, which, oh, and you haven't pre-ordered yet? That's surprising. No, I'm not... I'm ne- not really one who pre-orders games because, like, mm. because, like, okay, let me, let me put it this way. If, like, I am working under the assumption that I'm just going to buy both of those games off the, like, store when they come online. Well, I might buy a physical copy of Spyro because I don't think they would sell out. But, like, uh, especially since that'll be a school night and, like, like let's say it, like, let's say it came at, like, what, midnight or whatever. Like, I don't want to do that like i would rather just like be able to buy it online immediately and like uh and like i know sometimes you get like oh you get like a little bonus for pre-ordering the game where you get like a little like like for some games you get like extra stuff from pre-ordering like the way i see it is unless it's like actual like content and gameplay most of the time i couldn't give two shits what extra content i get from pre-ordering things Man, if, one of these days we're gonna have to have a DLC discussion, but not today. Well, how so? Like, what do you this, mean? This DLCs in general, like the the way they're being used now in current video game industry. You mean and how like, like you mean how like in the Xbox and like the original Xbox and the PS2 era, uh, when you released games, they were actually fucking finished and had all their content in them. Yeah, now yeah. people release DLCs no, as, like, extra No day incentives. one patches. Yeah, and yeah. now people release DLCs to keep people entertained and playing the game longer and make them shell out more money when the game's gone stale. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that next time. We'll, we'll awesome. have a full... Dis- I, I still think that eventually, at some point, we should all just pick one, like, we should have one topic and just talk about it for, a, for like a lengthy amount of time so we can like know. fully get into the nooks and crannies of it because i feel like talking about dlcs and video games could last much longer than one person's like 20-ish minutes i feel like we could talk about well it i mean for a while. we probably could have like a like a video game um a video game like politics discussion discussion because i mean if we're talking about dlc i guarantee we would end up going into microtransactions yeah and then you know like the content of the games itself because one of my not like going too far into it right now but like one of my complaints is that you know the call of duty games are so cookie cutter and that most of the times it's just like oh hey this is a whole new console but you're still you know getting the same number of maps and whatever and then when the DLC comes out, it's going to be the same price, it's going to have the same number of maps each time, like, they don't really do... Especially... They don't go through any uh, extra effort. Yeah, I do understand that. There's, like, a routine set to it. I will say, though, that, like, like, even if you don't get those, like, even if you don't buy those maps, like, like, all, all the maps do is they add maps. Like, they add additional, like, 
places and environments that you can play on. But like, let's say you were to take like uh, like a DLC for like I don't know uh, Skyrim. Like that adds like a whole new like I got like a full new experience. It adds like some new things to the game. Like uh, if you just got like a map pack in Call of Duty, like you don't ever have to like like you could just not buy it and you could still like theoretically get like almost the full experience of the game you would just have some maps you're missing out on how did we get started on this because we were talking about horse penises at one point <laughs> so B- before we wrap up i would like to mention uh this horse- is backpedaling a little bit red dead redemption uh, horse penis dlc coming soon november <laughs> yep that's exactly what i was going to talk about uh, I'd like to mention that one of my favorite small things in a in a video game that I've played is uh, in Bloodborne that the the messengers, the tiny little uh, skeletal white looking guys that pop out of the ground every so often, you can find accessories for them around the world and you can customize them. So like uh, you can give them things like a top hat or a, a ribbon. And my my personal favorite is uh, jars you can just straight up have cover their heads with jars and they'll pop out of the ground like a group of like four or five of them incredibly blind because they literally can't see anything oh i have i have one as well um in halo 3 and like the um the second level what is it called the hive uh nest something anyways uh the, the one with the long tunnels um there's a part where there's a red versus blue reference where you, you walk up to a Marine who's locked outside the door. He's asking to be let in, and then the other guy won't let him in because he doesn't know the password because he wasn't at the meeting. He's like, well, if I wasn't at the meeting, I wouldn't know the password, and neither would the chief over here. But, um, I don't know. It just, it's just a funny thing you can find if you go out of your way. But God, yeah. I also very much enjoy the, uh, the slipping in the bird poop on, uh, in Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid 2. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's annoying as crap. All right. This has been a podcast where we have talked about topics where we will probably be discussing in future episodes. Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll have like an entire one episode dedicated to somebody's conversation and then we'll just have a, a short series of that and move on from there. Uh, I'm your host who consistently can't think of good bits to have at the end of the podcast, uh, Jackson. And you can find me at that Sly Devlin on Twitter and tweet me and complain about how bad at editing I am. I am the uh, white hat hacker from Watch Dogs, Aaron. You can find me at uh, Sarcastic Ghost on Twitter. Uh, I am uh, the biggest fan of Narancha from Part 5 JoJo, uh, Connor. And you can find me at Twitter at uh, Connor Does Stuff. And uh, I am the real biggest fan of Narancha from Part 5. <laughs> I love Narancha. He's great. Nasu Nasu sees a chow. I, feel I like didn't the, know Narancha like was a guy until like chapter 5. I'm, I'm still not certain Narancha is a man, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. We'll find out the answer next time on JoJo's Bizarre Cast. Thanks for listening to Bizarre Cast. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Our intro-outro theme is 80s Interlude by Faunus. Got any comments or topic suggestions? Email us at bizarrecast at gmail.com.